We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Rob Doster here. I got Jeff Goodman with me. Hell no. John Fink. Are we still live? Feel the 68 till I die. I'm sorry, man. I blacked out. Randolph Children. DJ Khaled, you know the big DJ Khaled guy? Hands grow up and in. Goodman needs to be fired all the time. Josh Tasker. You're going to beat people straight up. You know the deal. Drink responsibly tonight. I'll be drinking with you. Jarrell McNeil. From the bluest of the blue bloods to the smallest of the mid majors. This is Feel the 68. After Dark. Welcome to the Wednesday evening edition of the Field of 68 After Dark. We are live here on YouTube. We are streaming over on Stadium. Make sure you hang out with us at midnight tonight. We're going to be heading over to Stadium to their YouTube channel and answering your questions on our new show called Last Call for 30 Minutes. Uh, I will be asking these guys anything that you throw in the chat as long as it doesn't get us canceled and maybe if it only gets us a little bit canceled. We're presented by our partners over at BetMGM. We have a lot of stuff to get to today. I, of course, am going to grill Tyler on UConn's win over North Carolina in the Garden from last night. We got to get to that. I got to rub it in. I got to soak in this victory while I can for a little bit. Uh, we're going to break down the ACC overall, reset some stuff there. Uh, Clemson, surprisingly enough, is the only undefeated team left in that conference. I've gotten roughly 37 texts tonight from Clemson alum Terrence Oglesby. I'm sick of him. Uh, I need to, to block him in my phone at some point, but I haven't done that just yet. Uh, but before we do, Big game in the Big East Big 12 battle. It was a top 12 matchup between Marquette and Texas. And Mac, it did not look like a top 12 matchup uh, once you got about halfway through the first half. Marquette won 86 to 65 behind a 28 point, eight rebound, six assists, three steal performance from first team All American preseason Big East player of the year, Tyler Kolek. Oh, man, that's an impressive performance from Marquette tonight, bouncing back from a loss at Wisconsin. What would you make of the Golden Eagles tonight, Mac? I just think they're as good as advertised. I know they took one on the chin, um, you know, the other day against Wisconsin. But, you know, just watching them tonight uh, in about the 10-minute mark in the first half, it just became all all Golden Eagles. And to me, I know we keep saying it because he's a special player. He, uh, he plays with uh, his own pace. He, he never gets sped up. And because of that, he's able to see the floor so well. Uh, he's able to put the defense in places they shouldn't be, up in the air. Um, you know, he gets in the air himself. He draws two, he draws three, finds Iguodaro. 
you know, he finds Cam Jones in the corner. He scores it. Um, he's he's just he's unique. He is really good, and the pace he plays what the pace he plays at um, you don't see a whole lot in college, and uh, I think that's what makes him you know the best point guard in the country. You know, Texas. I, I don't I don't see it right now for them. I think they're uh, they haven't played the schedule that a lot of the top teams in the country have. I mean, I think their best win so far is Wyoming uh, at home. Uh, you know, on paper, you know, I think uh, they looked apart, but they're going to need some more scoring out of, you know, besides Max Abrams. You know, I think Tyrese Hunter, I, I was expecting a little bit more, and I think he'll get it together. I mean, I just think of him as Big 12, all Big 12 type player. But, uh, you know, they, they, they came unglued there in the second half. And Marquette has a lot to do with it. But, you know, just watching some of these games over the last few weeks, I don't think Texas is in the ilk of some of the teams that we've been talking about and their schedule to date doesn't reflect that as well. So uh, I, I wasn't surprised by the score, especially Marquette coming off that tough loss against interstate rival um, Wisconsin. But to me, Marquette's all about how Tyler makes him go. Tyler, I, I want to hit you on this about Marquette. Um, that, that Marquette-Wisconsin rivalry is in this state of Wisconsin, more or less what Duke, North Carolina is in the state of North Carolina. Uh, when you lose a game like that, when you lose a rivalry game, what does that do to the guys in the locker room? What does that do to the players on the team? Well, you hope that uh, when you lose to uh, your rival that it kind of refocuses the team. I think sometimes how you handle losing and what you learn from losing is going to dictate how you move forward as a team, especially if you lose against a rival. Uh, you know, you want to look at film, see what you didn't do right. Uh, and uh, I, I can tell you, whenever you're playing your rival, sometimes guys get uh, overly excited and that can work against you. You know, your shot can be off. You can make some mistakes uh, just because of, uh, you know, nerves or because of your adrenaline and you're ready to go and you want to win. Uh, that can have, be counterproductive, but – you know, it's uh, when you when you lose to a rival, uh, you know, hopefully you get to play him again uh, in the same year. But obviously they're different conferences. But, yeah, it, it makes you refocus and look at what you can do uh, better going forward. Yeah. Mac, Tyler Kolek, 28, 8, 6, 3 steals, 11 from the floor. This is coming a night after uh, we all just called Tristan Newton one of the best point guards in college basketball. It comes five days after he went for 31 in the fog in a losing effort. Um, I'm, I'm Gun to your head right now, today. You have to pick one of them. Tyler Kolek, Tristan Newton, to run your basketball team and your basketball program. Who are you taking? You know, I'm probably going with Kolek. And I, and I only say that because I do It'll feel be like back. I know, I know, but I'll say this. I think I think Connecticut's got better parts. As much as I love Marquette, I think, you know, obviously uh, Klingon's so unique. He's so big. Cam Spencer, I mean, those guys obviously put it on Carolina uh, last night. I, I think he's got better parts. I do think, in my heart of hearts, I think Kolick is a better point guard. And um, But, again, you're talking about – Mercedes-Benz, you know, BMW, whatever your preference is, both of those guys are elite in the college game this year for sure. Tyler, who are you taking? I'm taking Cole. And don't let last night bias you. Don't, don't, don't let last night sway no, it's your decision. Not. I, I, you know, I, I actually thought we did okay on uh, Newton. It's, uh, uh, the Cam guy, Cam Spencer, who went off on us. But, no, I like Kolick. And uh, tonight I was watching the game. 
at Texas. It's the, the timeout right before the end of the first half uh, where Shaka called a timeout to draw to try to get a play. They come back out, and he he just shoots, um, you know, a, a three about six or seven feet behind the three-point line. He plays with so much confidence, and he gets everyone involved. Uh, I do like Newton, but, you know, personally, personal preference, uh, Kolick would be my choice. Is that, Tyler, is that, is that, does that mean that you have Marquette as the best team in the Big East right now? I think that's the big conversation for me at this point um, it, it, when it comes to who is winning that conference. And, look, I, I, I am admittedly biased in this conversation, but I do think I'm at the point where I, I do think UConn is a little bit better because I think they have a higher floor than Marquette does. Yeah, and you're gonna you're gonna make me dislike UConn as much as you know you want to rub it in, but I I think you know that UConn is the best team right now in the Big East. Uh, they lost their only loss is to, uh, to Kansas at Kansas, which if you're gonna count quality losses, that's about as quality of a loss as you can have. Uh, they have pieces, even Klingon. I don't even think Klingon's all the way healthy right now. And I think when he gets healthy and gets more minutes, we're going to really see what he's about. But, yeah, overall, UConn, they, I was watching the game last night, and I couldn't believe how hard they played. It was like a dogfight. And I was telling my friends, I was like, man, I would love for this to be a rival. We go play him in the garden every single year. Uh, I like the atmosphere, and I love how hard they, they play. And also that style offensively makes you work on defense to guard them as much as they move uh, without the ball. And that wears down teams, and over time, uh, you know, in the second half, kind of like they took advantage of us last night, uh, you know, teams are going to tire down. I am really intrigued to see how those two teams end up playing each other, right? Because I do think the things that Marquette does well, Matt can kind of take away the things that UConn does well and vice versa a little bit. There, It's just a very interesting matchup when those two teams get together. And I don't know if you're going to find two teams that play harder than those two teams, and it's just – I can't wait to get – they have two games in the last six games. They play twice in the last six games of the regular season this year. I think that's must-see TV in my mind, Mac. For sure, man. Like, that that's going to be two heavyweights. I mean, like, I, <laughs> I could see both of those games. Just the atmosphere at Marquette, the atmosphere at UConn. They're, they're going to be off the charts because I, I think those two teams are, 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 are – as good as the Big East is, there's, there's a big separator from those two and the rest of the eight. The rest of the nine, I should say. I, I feel like uh, they're probably going to hold serve at home. I think the crowds are going to be so electric, and uh, the game's just going to be off the charts. It's going to be interesting if they actually get to match up like they did a year ago in MSG, see who comes out uh, on top. I do think that Connecticut is a better team. I, I'll say this about UConn. The fact that uh, Danny's team is playing this hard – there's been no uh, celebratory first month or two of the season still talking about last year's championship. The, the hunger that those guys are playing with is evident when you watch them play. The nastiness, and I think obviously that comes from Hurley and his staff, in my opinion. Uh, you know, Danny's such a gamer. He's just, he's nasty. He doesn't even say hi to you when you see him at a recruiting event. Like he is just wired to try to kick somebody's ass. And I, I don't think that's changing. And so, um, those two teams are going to battle it out to the end. I think they're clearly the two best teams in the Big East. I'm not saying anything that anybody else doesn't know, but it's going to be fun. I didn't realize that they were two of their, 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 their two games are the last in the last six. That's that's 
that's going to be some heavyweight fighting right there. And then you're talking about Big East tournament right around the corner at the end. That's three times you play him in the last month. Yeah, that'll be fun. I'm, I'm uh, speaking from as like a Big East homer here and as the UConn fan on the show, I cannot wait for those games. It's going to be a lot of fun because Shaka's nuts too. Right, like he—he's crazy on the side. You watch him on the sideline, and he's out there trying to play defense, like four feet on the floor. He does play um, defense. If the ball gets in the corner, he's like trapping guys. You know what I mean? It's the <laughs> freaking technical. Let's go, man. Move on. <laughs> when you when you go up against a coach like that, Mac, how do how do you handle that on the other sideline? Are you sitting there wearing out the refs, being like, "This guy's got two feet on the floor when they're trying to uh, to swing the ball here"? Like, how do you how do you deal with that? I try not to. I, I try not to worry about the other uh, coach and what he's doing with the officials. You know, a lot of times you'll have that talk with yourself right before you go out. Like, hey, listen, you've been on this guy before. You've given this guy too hard of a time. Like, dial it down. Worry about your team. And then you get out there, and the opposing coach is, is talking to the officials so much, you feel like, man, I, I'm not getting a word. And then you start playing mind games with yourself because two or three calls go against you. And uh, so it becomes difficult sometimes, but, you know, I try, I try as hard as possible not to worry about his case and what he's trying to present to his team, to his officials. You got enough to worry about with substitution patterns, what play you're running, defense, you know, offensive things that are hurting you uh, to worry about what the other coach is trying to do at the other end of the floor. <laughs> the, not all the coaches in the Big East will subscribe to that same mantra. I think it's safe to say. Um, I, I want to ask you guys this, Tyler, because I, I think for Marquette to get to their ceiling, the guy that we all kind of pegged as the breakout player for this program heading into the season was David Joplin. Um, and he's kind of struggled. His his numbers are down across the board, despite the fact that he's playing uh, more minutes. Um, I think if you kind of look at when they've played their best, their best one of the season, uh, it was uh, Cam Jones, Tyler Colette combined for 16.7 for 23 from the floor, two for 11 on threes. They beat Kansas by 15. How do you get these other guys going? Because I don't think that they are quite good enough for them to just have a two-man show and be able to win at the level that Marquette expects to win. Well, for me, I'm a big believer, and you've got to play the guys early in the season. Uh, regardless, you got to allow them to make you know, a few mistakes, and I think it is a fine line how you use your bench, but you can't ignore your bench. Uh, you know, injuries happen, uh, guys get tired, you have to use your bench. And so you have to find a way to get guys confidence early in the season because if you don't play them and then you expect them midseason to come in during a conference game, uh, you know, after sitting out the beginning of the year, you're crazy. Uh, so I, I actually think that you've got to keep playing them a little bit regardless of their uh, mistakes or they're not living up to the expectations. It could be just a matter of time before their mindset switches and they uh, start being productive on the, um, you know, on the court. Yeah, Matt, Matt how, how would you handle that as a coach? I mean, that's a great point that Tyler makes. If you're not playing them early in non-conference, you're going to a difficult time trying to, like, find time for them in conference games, especially tight ones, especially when you get on the road. Your bench tends to shrink at those points in time anyway. So you've got to play. I was a little bit surprised at Sean Jones in, in a blowout game. And I know it wasn't a blowout in the first 10 minutes, but it became one. You know, he didn't even get double-digit minutes. And I, and I think a lot of, of him as a player. Uh, again, I know he's probably going in at times for Kolick, <laughs> difficult sub. But I, I think 
thinking time on the floor um, and try to expand your bench as much as possible this time of the year. And again, it's in context. Think about what happened. They just came off the Wisconsin. Um, again, I think that the deeper that you can go, the better. And then that'll help you in conference play. Yeah, well, listen, I, I think that we can all agree those Marquette-UConn games are going to be two of the best games we see in college basketball this season. When we come back, I got two ACC guys on the call here. We're going to be breaking down that conference. As you guys know by now, we've partnered with BetMGM Sportsbook for this college basketball season. We're going to be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks and predictions throughout the college basketball season. And we are going to have special offers for you, the listeners and the viewers on the field of 68, each and every week during the season. If you haven't signed up with BetMGM yet, use the bonus code FIELD1500 and you will get up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager on BetMGM Sportsbook. Here's what you got to do. Download the BetMGM app. Sign up using the bonus code FIELD1500. Deposit at least $10 and place your first wager on any game. You will receive up to $1,500 in bonus bets if that bet loses. Just make sure you use the bonus code FIELD1500 when you sign up. And remember, BetMGM is now available under one wallet in select states. As a New Jersey resident, this is super convenient for me when I have to go cover games in New York or Philly. When cross the state borders, just log into your existing account instead of having to create new accounts in each state that you go to. And most importantly, I got to let you know, we do have some fun stuff coming up for this college basketball season. Bet insurance tokens, college hoops odds boosts, my personal favorite, parlay odds boosts so download the bet mgm app well we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back to the Wednesday evening edition of the Field of 68 After Dark. My name is Rob Dosser. I have North Carolina's Tyler Hansborough with me, and I have former Louisville coach and former Xavier coach Chris Mack here with me, and we need to dive into the ACC. I want to kind of reset things here, guys. Um, Duke has not played 
up to their potential so far this season. They just lost Tyrese Proctor to an ankle injury. We don't know how long he's going to be out, but they have not been great with him so far this year. North Carolina just went up to New York City. Actually played pretty well. Lost to UConn in the Garden. Virginia is sitting here in 8-1. and one. Miami's sitting here in 8-1. and one. But I want to start, believe it or not, with the Clemson Tigers on a college basketball show. They're sitting here at 8-0 right now after beating South Carolina uh, in a rivalry game, uh, despite being down by double digits in the first half. Tyler, if I would have told you at the start of the season that Clemson would be the best team in the ACC, would you have believed it? Uh. Uh, I would believe it, yeah, because Matt called it uh, his sleeper team in ACC uh, before we were, you know, doing the, uh, you know, the preseason stuff. But I actually was a big fan of uh, P.J. Hall last year, and I thought he was probably their best player, and I knew he was coming back, and I thought they could build momentum off of what they did last year. Uh, and also uh, watching them play this uh, Shefflin kid has been uh, pretty fun to watch. He does all the dirty work. Uh not not too big of a surprise. I knew that he would be your kind of guy, Tyler. He just crashes the glass. He gets offensive rebounds. He pounds the boards. He dunks on people. He screams in their face. And he's got a great flow. He's got a great head of hair. <laughs> he does. I mean, he's fun to watch. He's old school for sure. And uh, I like how he bangs around and plays physical. It's good to watch. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, Clemson's playing well. Yeah, Mac, it was a 72-67 win over South Carolina tonight. Who, by the way, I think South Carolina is actually pretty good. So if you look at what Clemson's done so far this year, they're 8-0, but it's not just all cupcakes, right? They beat UAB. They beat Davidson. They beat Boise State. They won at Alabama. They won at Pitt. And now they have a win over a South Carolina team. That was 7-0 coming in. Brad Brunel's done a hell of a job, Mac. He's done a hell of a job. You know, I've been on Clemson. I've been bullish on Clemson for, for a long time now. I feel like, you know, so much of what was talked about maybe uh, before they started playing games was maybe how they finished the season a year ago. But Brad's got some talent. He's got some toughness. You know, adding Joe Girard uh, to their team uh, has made a huge difference in the backcourt, his ability to score, his ability at the end of games when you uh, put the ball in his hands to get fouled and make that lead go from three to five with 30, 40 seconds left in the game, um, that's huge for a coach when you have that comfort of a 90% free throw shooter going to the line. But uh, I love Shefflin, man. He, I, I think there's been so much, and rightfully so, talked about P.J. Hall, but uh, Shefflin's intensity, uh, his offensive rebound, I think it was just under two minutes left in the game, and it was nip and tuck. It was a three-point game. He gets an offensive rebound on a free throw, kicks it out, and uh, Chase Hunter hits a three, and the lead goes from three to six. Uh, Shefflin just makes huge plays. He he uh, he rebounds, he defends. Uh, he's a little bit better athlete than he looks, although not much. But he is big, and uh, I really, really, really like Clemson. And you know, I, obviously they haven't been, uh, you know been there with this group to a final four deep in the tournament but again it's really early man it's december it's not even uh, mid-december yet uh, but I, I really like their team and i think they have a chance to uh, compete for an acc regular season title for sure well that's a perfect segue mac i know it's early but it's never too early to fire off 
a hot take. And this is where I have to mention Vaulted. Vaulted is an app that allows you to participate in daily cash prize pools without an entry fee. That is V-L-T-E-D, Vaulted. The thing you're going to like about it, it's got a challenge feature so you can prove that you are smarter than your friends. Download the app, store your predictions, and join daily cash prize pools today. Here is my challenge, Mac. Here is my prediction. Clemson's going to win the ACC this year. Clemson's the best team in the ACC, and they are going to take home an ACC regular season title when things are all said and done. Is that crazy? No, that's not crazy at all. Not, not one bit. In fact, I don't want to say they're the favorite, but I think if you were a betting man based on who they've played and how they've played, uh, I don't think it's crazy. When those students get back from Christmas break and the ACC starts really getting rolling, it's going to be hard to win at Clemson. And those guys are built to, to win on the road. I love Brad's teams in terms of their toughness in the half court defensively. Um, I don't think it's crazy at all. Yeah, Tyler, they had a – they had an entire student section, a wall of students on that one side of the court, and they all had like these balloon hats on. You know, when you go to the magician and like they can make balloon animals for you, they had a whole bunch of balloon hats on. It's uh, I didn't expect to see that out of Clemson, but hey, you know what? With that football team struggling, uh, maybe Clemson is now officially a basketball school. Tyler, I got to ask you this now: Is if if Mac is saying that Clemson can win the ACC, and I'm saying that Clemson is going to win the ACC, and you are sitting here, the representative for the University of North Carolina Tar Heels on the field of 68 after dark. How do you feel about that? Uh, it's possible. I mean, I think Clemson's a quality team. Um, if you ask me, um, we hyped up Duke uh, before the season started so much that that would be my only surprise is that Duke's not uh, ahead of the standings in the ACC right now. But – you know, the the Tar Heels also have a chance. It's not like, uh, you know, they're not playing good quality basketball either. They've lost to some quality opponents. I know Velanova and, uh, you know, we just took it to UConn. I would say those are two quality teams. Uh, but, you know, you still have Miami. I wouldn't be surprised if Miami's there at the end. Um, and Virginia. Virginia, uh, just like usual, uh, they're playing good quality basketball, not sexy basketball. But uh, they're winning ball games. They always find a way to do that. Mac, I, I hope you notice what just happened right there, right? We asked a question to Tyler about uh, North Carolina, and he gets in a, yeah, but Duke is doing worse than us. And he also gets a, yeah, Virginia's not playing sexy basketball. He's got to make sure to take some shots, man. You got to make sure you do it. The rivalry never dies. Um, I got asked this question last night, and uh, I'll, I'll tell you guys what my answer was afterwards. But I want both of you to, uh, to weigh in on this, Mac. Let's go to you first. Right now, neutral court that they played tomorrow night. Duke against North Carolina. Let's just assume that Tyrese Proctor is healthy for this hypothetical matchup. Who's winning that game? Oh, man. I like to, I like North Carolina right now. Um, I, You know, again, I think Tyler talks about there was a lot of hype about Duke early on. And, and again, I think Duke's going to be really good down the line. I just didn't buy it early on. I still think they're very young. I think Coach Shires is, is still figuring out what his style is. I mean, he took over uh, maybe the most impossible situation one can take over and taking over for Coach K. And I think because he got all these, you know, the five stars just, just rolling into Duke, that, that people thought it would be easy and it would just sort of be um, – 
seamless uh, in the transition from Coach K to Coach Shire. And I, I just think that there's a lot to move over one seat. There's there's a lot to be said and a lot to uh, a lot that comes at you. And um, you know I can only imagine the, the pressure that he feels. And I, he's up to the task, but he's got a lot of young guys. I mean, like Caleb Foster, Jared McCain, like you know even Filipowski's a sophomore. And I, and I know most guys that are, that are stars at Carolina and Duke don't seem to usually go past their sophomore year, and he probably won't as well. But you know, they're playing guys. Like You look at Clemson, for example. Like, let's talk about them just real quickly. They've got experience. They've got a lot of guys that have played together. I know Joe Girard's new, but P.J. Hall's been there for four years. Shefflin's a junior. Chase Hunter's experienced. Like, you know, Carolina's in the same boat. A lot of, a lot of new parts, you know, even though they're really good parts. And they're coming from all different parts of the country. But then you look at, again, I go back to – you know, Duke, it's just they've got to be able to figure out how they want to play. Uh, I think they're going to be good down the line, but I would take North Carolina. Uh, I just I think they're I think they're playing well. I mean, they're playing one of the best teams in the country last night in Connecticut, gave them everything they could and more. Uh, I, I think Carolina's got to play better defense, and that's sort of been their Achilles heel, uh, you know, for a while now. Yeah, Tyler, I'll let you weigh in in one second. I just want to follow up with, with Mac on one thing. I, I have a theory. I think that the era of relying on one-and-dones is, is something that's not going to be able to continue in college basketball. And the reason I think that is because not just right now with all of these guys getting fifth and six years and 24- and 25-year-olds playing against 18-year-olds, I think it's because with NIL around now, you're getting guys that used to be on the fringes of the nba draft like if you're on a top 100 board you're probably gone because you might be able to get a a, a g league deal or an exhibit 10 deal or something that's going to allow you to make 50 grand 75 grand but now you can make that coming back to college basketball through nil so it feels like there's just more overall talent in the sport and i don't know if you can build entire rosters to be able to have a full season where you're going to play at that level with nothing but 18 and 19 years uh 19 year olds I just I think that that era is a, is going to be a bygone era right now. Well, I, I think there's there's a couple things that go into that. You know, G League and Ignite and all that stuff. You know, they're taking mm -hmm. a large crop of some really good players that normally would be in college basketball for a year or possibly two. Um, I think the fact that you know you, the one good thing about NIL uh, or maybe two good things or it's taking care of players financially a little bit, uh, like never before. But it also keeps guys like Zach Eady um, in college basketball longer so that fans can appreciate college basketball. They can sort of watch their teams. But, um, you know, you're still going to have guys that put their name in. But I agree. To, I, I think the pool of talent has shrunk just because of G League and what they're doing to take kids out of high school ranks. Uh, so it's not what it used to be. And I think it's going to be really difficult because so many, so many players, whether they're NBA or not, are changing schools. And all the shifting parts, moving sands on these teams, man, it's difficult to feel a lot of continuity and chemistry, especially early on in the season. All right, Tyler, we're going to go to you. You got about a minute here. Duke, North Carolina, neutral court right now. I think I know who you're going to pick. Everybody knows so I'm going with Carolina. And <laughs> I know Duke is struggling right now, uh, but 
not enough people have talked about the effect that Derek Lively had last year and how he impacted the game from a defensive aspect with his athleticism and his size. I think Duke is missing that right now. It also gave Filipowski a chance to guard uh, out on the perimeter, not the uh, the main big man on the other team. Uh, but, you know, I think Carolina, just like Max said, uh, they're an older, more veteran team. Harrison Ingram uh, has come in. He's a veteran player. He's given us outside shooting. Cormac Ryan, who's a 25-year-old, you talk about uh, the importance of older, experienced players. I think he's a guy that in, impacts the game. He hasn't shot it the way that we think he's capable of doing. Maybe he'll get his confidence and, uh, you know, bring some more outside shooting. But this team is playing harder. R.J. Davis is a more consistent scorer this year. Uh, he's putting up big numbers. And I think Mondo is – more team focus this year and I think he's not you know trying to put up crazy stats but he's actually bought into winning and rim running I think I love the way he's been rim running rim running to the other end and beating the other big down the court uh it's been highly effective but uh you know Elliot Cadeau's going to get his confidence off the bench and he's going to be one of the best players uh in the ACC when it's all said and done but yeah we got to play defense if we show up and play defense we can beat anybody yeah, that's where I'm at with it, too. I think they're as talented as anybody in the ACC or anyone in the country. Once you start guarding a little better, they're going to win a lot of games. Coming up next, we're going to get into the most disappointing and surprising teams in the ACC. As you guys know by now, we've partnered with BetMGM Sportsbook for this college basketball season. We're going to be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks and predictions throughout the college basketball season. And we are going to have special offers for you the listeners, and the viewers on the field of 68 each and every week during the season. If you haven't signed up with BetMGM yet, use the bonus code FIELD1500 and you will get up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager on BetMGM Sportsbook. Here's what you got to do. Download the BetMGM app. Sign up using the bonus code FIELD1500. Deposit at least $10 and place your first wager on any game you will receive up to fifteen hundred dollars in bonus bets if that bet loses just make sure you use the bonus code field 1500 when you sign up and remember bet mgm is now available under one wallet in select states as a new jersey resident this is super convenient for me when i have to go cover games in new york or philly when cross the state borders just log into your existing account instead of having to create new accounts in each state that you go to and most importantly I got to let you know, we do have some fun stuff coming up for this college basketball season. Bet insurance tokens, college hoops odds boosts, my personal favorite, parlay odds boosts. So download the BetMGM app today. Welcome back to the Wednesday evening edition of the Field of 68 After Dark. We are live here on YouTube. We are live on Stadium, and we're going to be jumping over to Stadium for last call after midnight, taking your questions, jump in the chat, fire them in there uh, so that we can get them up and answer them. It's a little interaction, you know, a little way to kind of answer you guys, talk with you guys, engage with you guys. That's what we wanted to. All right. My name is Rob Doster. I have Chris Mack here. I have Tyler Hansborough here. We just talked about a hypothetical matchup between Duke and North Carolina and who, who would win. Uh, I think that we all kind of agree that those are three of the best teams in the ACC. The other team that I think needs to be put in that conversation, who I have no feel on at this point in the season, is Virginia. They're sitting here at 8-1. and one. It feels like when you watch them, Mac, that this is a team that is uh, not as good as a typical Tony Bennett team is. But sometimes it just doesn't matter because all Tony Bennett does is just go out 
and find ways to win, find ways to guard, find ways to get stops. What do you make of the Wahoos this year, Mac? Same thing I always make of them every year. You know, there's there's a saying that like, uh, you know, good programs, uh, tradition never graduates. I, I think with Tony Bennett's Virginia Cavaliers, defense never graduates. You know, those guys are going to defend, uh, and it doesn't really matter whether they have first team or second team All ACC uh, offensive type players. You know, they're they're going to figure out how to guard you, and I, I think, you know, they. Um, they got drilled against Wisconsin, um, but other than that, they've beaten some pretty decent teams. And when I saw them hold Buzz Williams, Texas A&M, to 47 points the other day, uh, I, I said to myself, Virginia's going to be in it uh, until the end. And they're going to be in it until the end with the way they play on that end of the floor. You know, they got to figure some things out. Kihei Clark graduates, Caden uh, Shedrick transfers. Uh, they, they've got to figure some things out. You know, Royce Beekman can't carry the entire load. They got some younger guys, uh, but I think that because of the way Tony's teams have historically defended, he'll get the most out of guys that maybe uh, aren't household names at this point. Yeah, Tyler, it's not sexy, but they find a way to get Ws, right? Absolutely, and you know they they're not going to beat themselves. Uh, they're a smart team. They don't turn the ball over. They buy into defense. Um, and it seems like they play high-quality team basketball, which is super important. And Bennett always teaches that. And I don't know how he does it with the style that he does. I could never do it. I'd rather lose games and uh, <laughs> play a different way. But he finds a way to win ball games, And I do think his style does make him susceptible uh, and vulnerable to losing because of the low-scoring games. Uh, if teams can get them out, someone can get hot. But they are a smart basketball team, and they will not turn it over. I like Beekman. I think he's a smart veteran player. Uh, doesn't turn it over. But, you know, Virginia's going to be Virginia. <laughs> well, it's confirmed now that Tyler Hansborough is not Billy Hoyle from White Men Can't Jump. Uh, he, he doesn't want <laughs> to look bad and win. <laughs> well, it's, it, it is amazing. You know, it's, it's a really um, intriguing point that, that – that Tyler brings up because I always struggled to think, you know, what, what would Tony Bennett's recruiting visits and talks be like when he has kids that uh, are in the office and you know that AAU coaches, high school coaches, you know, high school AAU teammates are drilling that kid with why would you want to play in the half court situation? You know, they walk the ball up. Um, I mean, we all watch it and uh, he's incredibly successful at both recruiting the type of player that he wants and when and uh, that's what matters but uh, you know I, I think that it'd be interesting when, when Tony hangs up to find out how many kids that you know uh, he just couldn't get involved with or, or couldn't get to come to Virginia simply because of the style uh, probably no way to quantify that but I'm sure it's uh, frustrating for him at times yeah but at the same time you look at it and you look at some of the guys that have come through there and where they end up, right? Like Ty Jerome came in as a three-star recruit and ended up being, I believe he was a late first, early second round pick. Um, Kyle Guy was drafted. DeAndre Hunter came in. There's a top 75 kid and was a number four pick. Malcolm Brogdon was a top 100 kid and ended up being ACC player of the year. Joe Hare, like they have a legacy of getting guys to the league, right? So hey, I, I just, great I, I, I think, yeah, I think like you have to identify it's not just the players, Mac. It's identifying the personalities that fit into what that program needs. And here's my big question. 
how do you do that now when when everything is transfers right how do you do that where when you know that uh maybe some guys don't want to sit on the bench for two or three years before they get a chance to get in the game it's i mean it's tough and you know it's not just the transfers you're coming in and trying to acclimate those guys to uh, your system your style of play how you practice how you travel how you do everything in your program it's also losing guys that don't play as freshmen you know that maybe don't play as many minutes as they thought they would play from freshman to sophomore year you know that's happening as well and that never happened before and you know tony has been such a uh, an incredible developer of players I mean, you just went through a litany of guys that when they got there were good players but they weren't household names they weren't top 25 type players and i can't ever remember like tony bennett getting like Hey, look, he's he, it's down to, you know, Virginia and Duke for this five star McDonald's All-American. He doesn't go after those type guys or if he does, he's not getting them. But yet he's producing players that uh, they can play in the league and, and be very effective. So uh, I think his job has gotten harder uh, simply because of the transfer portal on the back end. Um, but, you know, he lost the, the one kid uh, that went back to Creighton. Uh, from Nebraska, Isaac Trout, who redshirted last year, he lost Shedrick. Uh, so it's uh, it's not easy, but he's certainly doing as good of a job as he always does um, with his record and his style of play. Yeah. So Virginia doesn't play the sexy style. Miami, there's a lot that's sexy about uh, about Miami and the uh, Hurricanes basketball program. Tyler, um, what do you make of them? I, I think they're another one that's really interesting because we kind of at least me, I kind of wrote them off a little bit after they got smacked uh, by Kentucky. But seeing that Kentucky can kind of be like a Jekyll and Hyde kind of team, I, maybe I'm, I'm rethinking that a little bit. You know, what do you make of this Miami program, this Miami team? No, I, I think uh, Norchad O'Meara, the big man, uh, he's strong inside. I think this uh, Miami team also, uh, Mac talk about, talks about winning. Uh, they have won the past couple of years. Uh, in the tournament. So there's something to be said uh, about winning never graduates. And, you know, I, I think they do have players and also Rupp's a tough place to play. Uh, you know, there's a lot of excuses we can uh, talk about. It was a bad loss by, you know, how many points they lost by and Kentucky totally dominated in that game, not to give them any credit. Uh, Miami didn't really <laughs> show up. Uh, but Larry Nega is, is a good quality coach. And also, there's an aspect of NIL that they have NIL money, and they're going to get recruits and get players. Uh, and it's a, it's a pretty nice place to live, too. So uh, I think Miami will figure it out, and I think that they're going to be – you know, they're 8-1 right now. I'm talking about figure it out. But they, they are going to be uh, a tough team in the ACC, and they'll be, they'll be at the top at the end for sure. Do you think that it's – is that the top five right there, Clemson, Duke, Carolina, Virginia, Miami, Tyler? Is there anyone else that you've seen that that kind of you think can sneak their way in there? Uh, um, I think that for sure right now it's the top, the top five for sure. I, I um, let me see here. Uh, I would have to roll with that. Yeah, it's it is a little top heavy in my opinion. Mac, what do you make of the middle of this conference? Because I think that's where when you have to kind of figure out how many bids a league is going to get you don't really look at the top teams you look at the middle you look at whether or not like the five through eight is any good you look at whether or not they're going to be able to pick off some of the top teams in that league and add those quality wins so like in nc state like a georgia tech who just picked off mississippi state and 
and, and Duke over the weekend. You look at a Syracuse, look at a Florida State. Is there anyone in the middle of that league that has the potential to be able to make a run? Yeah, I mean, I think NC State is the type of team that uh, has the talent. And um, I think that they're, they're certainly capable of being, um, you know, one of the top five, six programs, you know, for, for this coming season. Um, you know, I, I don't know about everybody else, to be quite honest. I think Pitt, <clears throat> based on going to a Sweet 16 uh, a year ago, I think Jeff Capel, does a tremendous job. And I know a few years ago he had a couple unfortunate injuries and then some off the court issues with some guys. And he, you know, he really rebounded his program and circled the wagons. And, you know, in a, in a year that a lot of people on the outside were saying make or break, man, he delivered, you know, his team was, you know, one step away from going to the sweet 16. They won two games in the NCAA tournament. Um, so I think that they have toughness that will travel as well. Um, but, you know, I think that there's there's got to be uh, some more evidence and some more games played before I can, you know, really start to separate some of the teams, um, you know, from maybe the bottom. I, I think that to just go back to, to Miami, uh, I, I really like Miami. I, I think they were hit with a buzzsaw at Rupp. I think they had no idea what was coming. I think maybe they saw how Kansas quickly responded and maybe they didn't take them serious, but like, I told you, I think Kentucky's for real. I think got some talent. And um, I know they didn't play well the other night, but, you know, he, he Reed Shepard, you know, can control the game. Dillingham can get a shot off of anybody. Um, you know, and there's good and bad. He had a bad the other night. But uh, th those guys, I think, are, are really, really good. And so that, to me, doesn't say so much about Miami. I mean, I remember being assistant coach at Wake Forest years ago. We lost. We lost to Maryland by about 40 in a year that we won the regular season title when Josh Howard was a senior. So you can have games like that, um, you know, especially when you play in Rupp Arena against a team that was loaded for Bears. So I like Miami. I think they're going to be in there to the end. Nigel Pack and Luga Poplar, who Tyler didn't even talk about, you know, I think they're, they're, they're going to be right there at the end, in my opinion. Nigel Pack, a.k.a. Mr. Life Wallet, Mr. $400,000. Um, the one concern I have with them is replacing Jordan Miller, right? Like, I, I think that they have the guys that can score to, to kind of make up the points that you lose with Isaiah Wong uh, being gone. But Jordan Miller was so good at, like, all the other stuff, at being able to guard bigger guys, at being able to get on the glass, at being able to – um, to kind of make a cut to the rim when everyone is focusing on one of the three guards and go get their own, right? And I just don't know if Matthew Cleveland is that guy. That's the only that they, to me. That's the biggest thing. I think they got guys that can score. I don't know if they have enough guys that can do all of the other stuff, Tyler. All of the little things, all of the stuff that makes a college basketball team and program work. I believe in them. I mean, you know, and I think the winning in the past uh, last couple of years is evidence of that I think Larinaga is going to have these guys uh doing winning plays I think they play hard and uh Max Wright they ran into a bus all in Rupp uh the Reed Shepard kid went off uh besides that they've been solid all year uh and uh we talked about them for preseason I, I thought they're going to be pretty good with the pieces they have uh yeah they'll they'll figure it out they'll make winning plays I believe them yeah yeah, they. Uh, if there's one thing that we know about Jim Laranega, it doesn't matter what he does in the regular season. He's going to find a way 
to make things happen in the NCAA tournament. Uh, we need, got head to break here, but remember, jump in the chat, fire away with questions. We have last call coming up in just about 15 minutes. As you guys know by now, we've partnered with BetMGM Sportsbook for this college basketball season. We're going to be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks and predictions throughout the college basketball season. And we are going to have special offers for you, the listeners and the viewers on the field of 68, each and every week during the season. If you haven't signed up with BetMGM yet, use the bonus code FIELD1500 and you will get up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager on BetMGM Sportsbook. Here's what you got to do. Download the BetMGM app. Sign up using the bonus code FIELD1500. Deposit at least $10 and place your first wager on any game. You will receive up to $1,500 in bonus bets if that bet loses. Just make sure you use the bonus code FIELD1500 when you sign up. And remember, BetMGM is now available under one wallet in select states. As a New Jersey resident, this is super convenient for me when I have to go cover games in New York or Philly. When cross the state borders, just log into your existing account instead of having to create new accounts in each state that you go to. And most importantly, I got to let you know, we do have some fun stuff coming up for this college basketball season. Bet insurance tokens, college hoops odds boosts, my personal favorite, parlay odds boosts so download the bet mgm app today welcome with threats to our nation waiting around every corner adaptability is more important than ever when conditions change without notice quick strategic thinking is crucial and with obstacles consistently impending determination is essential in overcoming them it's this willingness decisiveness and resilience that sets marines apart with our fighting spirit we don't just fight battles we win them Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome back to the Wednesday evening edition of the Field of 68 After Dark. My name is Rob Dosser. I have Tyler Hansborough with me. I have Chris Mack here with me. We just broke down Marquette beating up on Texas. We just broke down the entire ACC duke North Carolina, Virginia, all the teams that matter. We talked about them. And I'm going to throw you guys a curveball. We're going to play a game. This wasn't on the rundown. Trevor's going to be mad at me. It's okay. It's all good. It is what it is. So we're going to play a game of buy, sell, hold. I have three groups of three teams, and you're each going to tell me when I give these to you which team you would buy, which team you would hold, and which team you're going to sell on, okay? I just decided to do this. I was a little bit bored. I didn't want to talk about Maryland losing. I don't want to talk about the worst team in all of high major basketball. I'm sorry, Kevin Willard. I just don't want to do it. So we're going to start three teams in the Big Ten. Mac, I'm going to you first. Illinois, Wisconsin, and Michigan State. Buy, sell, hold. Hmm. I'm going to buy Illinois. I wasn't so high on them early on, but I, I think that, um, man, they look legit um, against FAU. They, they, they look legit. They look big. You know, haven't seen FAU in person. Uh, 
I got a lot of respect for those guys. I think they got a lot of talent, but they look small against Illinois. And Terrence Shannon got anywhere he wanted uh, and did his thing. I'm a big Terrence Shannon fan. I think I would uh, – I'm going to hold Michigan State. I probably shouldn't because they haven't earned it. Um, I I just – I believe in Izzo too much, and – I'm probably going to be wrong on that one because they don't look good at all right now. Wisconsin does. But I'm going to sell the Badgers uh, because it broke my heart to get to the Sweet 16-2016. Tyler, he just picked the team. He's selling the team that walked into the Breslin Center and won by 13 last night. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. I'm Listen, I'm – I'm with Mac on Illinois. I really like Terrence Shannon. Um, but I disagree with Coach on Michigan State. And I know Izzo's been to the uh, tournament 25 or 26 years in a row now. I don't know what it is, but Sutton's off with that team. They don't lose like that, especially if they're preseason top five. And Izzo is an amazing coach. Uh, but I'm going to hold on Wisconsin. Wisconsin's playing really uh, really well. Uh, they've had some quality wins. They blew Marquette out. Uh, but I need to see them more to really uh, buy into them. Uh, so that's where I'm at with these teams. Yeah, I, I'm I'm right there with you, Tyler. I am buying Illinois. I'm holding on to Wisconsin. I'm not convinced with Wisconsin yet. You look at them, I don't know where their uh, their pros are. And I'm selling Michigan State. You can have all my Michigan State. I know it's, all, it's as low as it's going to get, but uh, I'm selling on them. All right, uh, Mac. Fair, fair. We're going, yeah. we're going away from the Power Six conferences on this one. Three best oh, teams outside of the Power Six, in my mind. Colorado State, Florida Atlantic, San Diego State. Buy, sell, hold. I will tell you this. I have not seen Colorado State in person, but what I've seen on film, um, I am buying Colorado State. I think they're legit. Uh, I love Isaiah Stevenson. I think he's... He runs the show. I know we talk about Tyler Kolick a lot. Um, that's because he's on national television. You get to see him all the time. You know, every game's on FS1. You don't get to see Colorado State, uh, or at least I don't. I'm certainly holding Florida Atlantic. They got a high major team. You know, uh, Big Golden in the middle is uh, – he's not mid-major in any way, shape, or form. You know, if you don't double him, he's scoring. He's got He's got to figure out how to pass a little bit. Uh, out of the double team better. Tyler could probably give him some pointers on that, having gotten double team probably his entire uh, college career. And then I'm, I'm selling San Diego State. You know, I said earlier in the show that, you know, Connecticut doesn't play celebratory. Um, they don't look like they're, they're still celebrating the national title. Uh, I'm not saying San Diego State is, but um, they look like they're still, still reveling in the fact they were Final Four and they haven't played with that same chip on their shoulder uh, early this, you know, this season so far. They still got a, a lot of time to prove it, but that's what I would do now. Tyler, any disagreements? Yeah, passing out of the post. Uh, I never did that doubled or tripled. I just didn't like passing, Coach. <laughs> uh, so I'm sorry, Golden. I can't give you any tips on that. Uh, but here's what I'll do. Okay, I'm I'm gonna buy. FAU. I do like Golden. Uh, I think they're uh, what they did last year. They're still going to have momentum off that Final Four run. Uh, I'm going to sell San Diego State. 
they were a veteran team last year. I think they lost the majority of their pieces. Uh, I don't think they're the same team as they were, even though they play tough defense. I'm going to sell them, and I'm going to hold Colorado State. I haven't seen enough of them, but I know they've got some good quality wins. But also I'd make an argument. I'd put James Madison in this category too. They're off to a pretty good start. Uh, quality players. So I would sell San Diego State, and then I would just replace him with James Madison and put them on hold to see more of them to see what they're about. You're kicking San Diego State out of the question. They made the national title game last year, and you're just throwing them out, throw them out of the question. Get them out of here. Um, I'm with you guys. Uh, I, I am buying Colorado State. Isaiah Stevens has been as good as any point guard in college basketball. I'm going to hold on FAU. I would. Uh, I want to buy them. I love FAU. Love the Owls. This is a uh, this is now an F- a pro FAU podcast, and I think you got to sell San Diego State. All right, last one. Top of the Big Twelve. Tyler, this is going to be the toughest one. I ask you, Kansas. Houston and Baylor. You're going to have to sell one of those three teams. Uh, first of all, I'm. Um, it's easy. I'm <laughs> buying Kansas, obviously. All right, and then I'm going to hold on. I'm going to hold on uh, Baylor because uh, I can't think of their freshman that came in. He is a Jacoby he Walter. is a go-to score. Yep, uh, he is a go-to score. Uh, I like what Drew does. Uh, and uh, that's not to knock Houston. I know that they're a good quality team, but last year their strength of schedule wasn't up there with the big dogs. And I, I know they just jumped to the, the Big 12, and that's why I'm selling them is because they haven't played this uh, type of schedule uh, where they're playing, you know, you know, playing tougher teams this year. Big 12 last year isn't what it is. Uh, you know, this isn't the Big 12 of last year, but still, they're going to see quality opponents every single night, so they're going to have to bring it. So that's why I'm selling Houston. Yeah, Mac, I'm going to make you sell one of Kelvin Sampson, Scott Drew, and Bill Self. Yeah, I think um, you know, gun to my head, I would I would sell Houston for probably the same reasons that that Tyler talked about. You know, I think that uh, you know, new league. Uh, certainly the addition of the other teams, Cincinnati, BYU, um, Central Florida, I, I think it it waters down a little bit um, the league. I mean, before you, you could have 10, 11 teams in that conference and felt like nine or 10 of them were NCAA tournaments where I don't feel that way this year. But, you know, Kansas is going to be there until the end. I, I, would, I would buy Kansas all day. Um, I, I think Baylor's got a special thing going. Uh, with Coach Drew, I think he's done an amazing job. Not that Kelvin hasn't. You know, got I got to pick one. I would probably pick the newbie, uh, the new kids on the block. I watched Houston um, when we were at FAU on your computer screen against Xavier. And uh, again, I know it's just a snapshot. I, I didn't think they looked very good. I think Xavier had something to do with that, but I thought that they were uh, a little bit out of control on the break. I thought they turned the ball over. Uh, at some odd times, uh, I thought they had some miscommunication on defense, which allowed lay- layups that uh, I'm not used to seeing a Houston team give up. I don't know how much scoring they have on their interior. Uh, so, you know, only for the fact that you're talking about two of the premier teams in the Big 12 and in the country, I, I would sell Houston, I would hold Baylor, and I would buy Kansas. Yeah, I would, uh, I would sell Kansas. I'm not I'm not as crazy as that sounds. I'm not convinced that they have enough guard player, enough shooting. 
I would hold on Houston at this point. I just don't think we've seen enough. And I'm give me all the Baylor. I'm buying up all your Baylor. You guys are selling Baylor. I'm buying all the Baylor. I think that they I are just as good. I was selling as Baylor. I was holding Baylor. <laughs> I'm buying all the Baylor. Every we got Houston here, we got Kansas here. Everyone agrees they're top three teams. I think Baylor is right there in that conversation with them. All right, real quick, you guys each got 30 seconds. Toast of the night. We're going to you first, Tyler. Who you got? Brad Burnell, undefeated Clemson, only undefeated team in the ACC, uh, doing his thing again. There's too much celebration of uh, To's favorite teams right now. I I don't I don't know how I feel about this. I'm going to go with uh, Wake Forest. Wake for man Efton Reed, who's uh, had to sit out up until uh, yesterday uh, because going through his third school in four years. Uh, had 12 and 14 and a big win over Rutgers at home for Steve Forbes' Wake Forest Demon Deacons. Efton Reed. There you go. Efton Reed. Cheers to Efton Reed. Cheers to Clemson. And I am going to go with Minnesota, much maligned Minnesota. They were down by as many as 17 points in the first half at home against Nebraska, and they came all the way back to win. Uh, they won 76 to 65. Minnesota needs wins. Ben Jacobson he needs wins. They need to find a way to get that thing going. Minnesota's got a passionate fan base. Listen, we are going to head over to Stadium and the Stadium YouTube channel. We have Last Call coming up. We're going to be over there for the next 30 minutes answering your questions. I'm looking at the document right now with the chat question in it, and some of these are going to get a little bit ridiculous and a little bit regular. So, for Chris Mack, for Tyler Hansrow, my name is Rob Dawson. We appreciate you being here on Channel 68 After Dark. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.